This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. With Jamie Lenton, Jeff McGuire, I'm Chuck Hines. Continue to take your thoughts and comments off the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app. It is presented by Happy State Bank. Visual Edge IT hotline open for you, too, at 806-771-0973. How about the track and field coach for Texas Tech University, Wes Kitley? Congratulations to uh, Coach Kitley as uh, he is going to be uh, inducted into a Hall of Fame. That's... uh, that's pretty cool. He has been named a member of the uh, 2023 class for the U.S. Track and Field Cross Country Coaches Association Coaches Hall of Fame. That was announced yesterday. He's one of six coaches that will be officially inducted into that Hall of Fame on Tuesday, December the 12th. So congratulations to him. Uh, well-deserved honor for Coach Kitley. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well deserved. And uh, I thought it was pretty cool how they told him about it. Uh, they gathered everybody up, and uh, it looked like they had him go over to uh, football where his son, Zach Kitley, is the offensive coordinator. And uh, Coach Wes Kitley walked into the room to the office, and there on the couch was Kirby Hocutt and a bunch of his coaches. He probably was wondering, man, am I getting fired? <laughs> you see everybody there. It's like, is this it? You're going to send me out to pasture? You're retiring me? And then um, and then Coach Zach Kitley informed his dad that he had been um, named a member of this class, and it was, uh, it, was a, it was a cool moment. So congratulations for him, and again, uh, well-deserved. This upcoming season will be his 25th year in Lubbock, making him Texas Tech's longest-tenured head coach. So when you think about it, um, a tenure of a head coach, um, a tenure of anybody uh, in, a, in a leadership position, 25 years is a long time. Sure. Absolutely. You know, um, especially when you think about just things that could go wrong or things that, you know, whether it's wins or losses. Well, or, he's done so much to go mm, right that yes. he's, you know. He's got a lot of equity. Yeah, no doubt. But mm-hmm. he hasn't really needed it because his mm-hmm. team's continue to be so successful. The uh, the notes on uh, Coach Kitley's uh, you know, athletes that have performed under him along with, you know, the assistant coaches, uh, nearly 300 first team All-American honors, uh, 200 Big 12 champions, 31 NCAA champions. And since 2004, which is 21 years, 20 years, excuse me, roughly, uh, Texas Tech has had at least one Red Raider in the Olympic Summer Games with 20, 20 having six representatives. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Very cool. Uh, when you when you think about, it. and you know, it's it's really weird. Speaking of the Olympics, I was hearing uh, discussion over the weekend on Double T ninety seven three is one of our uh, shows from Fox, and they were talking about the impact on the Olympics that the breakup of the Pac twelve could have. You know, especially with you know the schools that are left behind. Um, I guess more Stanford and, and California, but even with SC and uh, UCLA going, they're just talking about how 
the Pac-12 conference in in total uh, and how many, quote, Olympic athletes that it had sent over the years. And it was a disproportionate number compared to other conferences. Mm-hmm. And I guess because of the of the weather or, you know, just the infrastructure maybe or emphasis or things along those lines. But the concern maybe was, is that going to, is that going to be affected by it? You know, by a conference realignment, is that going to be an unintended consequence mm-hmm. of, uh, of conference realignment? Part of me says I wouldn't necessarily think so because, you know, Washington and Oregon are going to be just fine. They're going off to the big 10. Sure. They're going to be more than fine. They're going to be more than fine. SC and UCLA quote more than fine. Um, and, um, uh, so we'll see. We'll see if that uh, is. Uh, somebody says this. The surprising thing is that he wasn't already in the Hall of Fame. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe so. But there's probably a, a pecking order that uh, that occurs, you know, with these coaches. And, you know, something that, you know, over time takes. You can't just, you know, put them in right away. You know, there's got to be a got to be a little bit of a, a time to that. But, yeah, maybe maybe so. Maybe there's, maybe there's a little bit of a surprise that he's not already – already in mm-hmm. so um san diego state's athletic director john david wicker has responded to a report there was uh and i this guy um he, from cbs sports dennis dodd has been reporting on conference realignment and look anytime he and jason Shear and some others have really i mean it's been a focal point um of their reporting and their sources and things like that but uh, Dennis Dodd reporting the other day or yesterday that there was an initiative led by San Diego State to create a new Power Five conference out of what was left of the Pac-12 and then combining it with, quote, select schools of the Mountain West and the American Athletic Conference and then reported that that had failed, okay? How um, do you just claim it's a Power Five school? Is there... An- they were going to create a new Power Five conference. conference. Yeah. yeah. How do you claim that it's a Power Five conference? You just say, "Hey, we're Power Five. No. Even if the rest of the world doesn't believe you belong. Yeah. I, I, there's not like, um, you know, we we have to have a certain number of wins or we have a certain GPA or we have to pay so much to the NCAA. I don't know that you can just uh, self-proclaim, "Hey, we're Power Five. Mm-hmm. They were they were going to seek that yeah. status. Okay. And I don't know, I don't know who you apply to for that. Okay, I don't know if that's the college football committee. I don't know if that's, you know, the group of conference commissioners that are left over. Um, I mean, it's not like we've ever kind of been through this before. Mm-hmm. So I guess they were what they were what what the the goal was maybe was to have uh, have have enough power behind it that they would be considered of that status. But you look at maybe what's left in the Mountain West and what's left in the AAC and what's left in the Pac-12, and you would say, really? I mean, how, how could you say that you're of a status that would come close to what the Big 12 has or the ACC has, let alone the SEC or the Big 10? You know, it would be hard, it would be hard to claim that, right? Well, anyway, the athletic director at uh, San Diego State has labeled that as fake news, Okay that that uh, that that was that that was not true that they were not trying to do that um he denied the report 
He said, disappointed in the number of absolute fake articles that get written these days. The first two paragraphs of this article contain numerous false um, or misleading statements. San Diego State has been actively involved in conference realignment discussions before and after the latest round of Pac-12 deflections. Yeah, we know that because you tried to get out of there and because you thought you were going to get an offer or get a date with the Big Ten, and then when you realized that wasn't going to happen. Pac-12. Pac-12. Pac-12, yeah, I'm sorry, Pac-12. And then it's when, when, when you didn't get it, then you had to go crawling back to the Mountain West. Mm-hmm. You could, could save face. So it's kind of hard to... Kind of hard to believe him. Well, there's got to be a conference on the West Coast, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, whether or not we consider a Power Five or not, mm-hmm. I don't know how big this conference is, but I mean, there's got to be something out there. So yeah. if they're not banding together, ban and that's not the right word. If they're not, you know. Sitting down at a table and saying, hey, who can we get to make this conference legitimate? Who can we get to, um, you know, bring some legitimacy across the board in college football and and other sports? Then they're silly not to, right? Yeah. He he says this. Does it make sense to take the best of the American remaining pack and best of the Mountain West and create a new conference that would potentially fight for A5 designation? In general, I think it does. Um that's from one source. Then this, this goes on to say, I'm, I'm not sure what value that would bring from a network standpoint. ESPN and Fox have already spent their money. And that may be, that may be the biggest statement of anything, is that the TV guys may have already, and NBC and CBS and whomever else, may have spent their money. And Apple may go, we're willing to pay $20 million, but that would have included Oregon and Washington. Yeah. The others, not so much. Gosh, what a mess. Yeah. You just you're glad you're not them. Yeah, you really do. You're you're glad that you're not them. Um so it's it's, we'll see. Crazy how much T V is running college sports now. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for this day in sports history. Today is Wednesday, August the ninth, twenty twenty three. Here with this day in sports history is Jeff McGuire. Going to start in 1930 with Percy Williams. Hmm. Runs a world record 100 meter in 10.3 seconds. Six years later, Jesse Owens is part of the American 4x100 meter relay team that wins gold in a world record time of 39.8 at the Berlin Olympics. It's his fourth gold medal at the Games. He had a good game. 1963, New York Mets pitcher Roger Craig's National League record-tying 18-game losing streak ends mm. with a complete game 7-3 win over the Cubs at the Polo Grounds in New York City. This would be the same Roger Craig that would later go on to manage the San Francisco Giants. Mm. You know, be a, lot, a lot of times, you know, great players don't make great managers. He was a pretty good manager. 1987, L.A. Rams beat the Dallas Cowboys 28-27 to in London as part of an NFL exposition. What year? 1987. Exposition or exhibition? Expo. Expo. Okay. So, exposition. Okay. 1988, Cubs beat the Mets 6-4 to in their first official night game at Wrigley Field. 
because yesterday's game was rained out. See, you, you told Chuck us does listen to this you, every day. You told us that yesterday that it was rained out yesterday, so they made it up today. 2012 Jamaican sprinter superstar Usain Bolt wins the 200 meter at the London Olympics with a time of 19.32 to become the first to win the 102 me- the 100 200 meter double in back to back Olympics. Mm. He could go. He could run. There's no doubt. <laughs> he run like the wind, Jamie. Mm. I think he could outrun the wind, but that's yeah, he could. Together. You're right. Yeah. And a big day. 49ers should have tried to turn him into an outside receiver. Okay. Yeah, they should have. Uh, big day for Why just the 49ers? Wasn't, the, wasn't it the 49ers that employed a... Ronaldo Nehemiah. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. See? I made a little bit of sense No, there. you did, right. You made Couldn't remember the sense. guy's name, but... Yeah, you made great, great sense. Mm-hmm. Big day in the pool in 2016. American swimmer Katie Ledecky wins her second gold medal at the Rio de, G- Rio de Janeiro Olympics. <laughs> Easy for me to say. Yeah, no, I get it. With a 153.73 in the women's 200-meter freestyle ahead of uh, a swimmer from Sweden and Austrian. Uh, Australian, excuse me. And then also in 2016, Michael Phelps swims a 153.36 to win the men's 200-meter butterfly gold medal. Oh, by the, the way. Olympics, huh? Oh, by the way, Michael Phelps, you know. It was a big day in swimming for both of them, men and women. <laughs> yes, no, I got it. I got it. It's just he was, I mean, he just kind of goes without saying, wins a gold medal. Well, he is 20th, so he had a few. Yeah, right. He was pretty good, too. It's National Rice Pudding Day. You know, there was a time when I didn't mind the rice pudding. I, I just don't. I, I think I still would go for it. I think I would still go for the rice pudding. Okay. I've never had it. I've, I don't really well, my care mom for would rice make, or pudding. So. My, my, my mom would make uh, rice pudding occasionally. Happy birthday, former Red Raider quarterback, offensive coordinator, and head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Hmm. Turns 44 today. Wow. Hmm. Anna Kendrick, 38. Gillian Anderson is 55. Deion Sanders, 56. Sam Elliott, 79. Jamarcus Russell, 38. Pat Mahomes, 53. And Derek Fisher, 49. Pat Mahomes' dad is only 53? Yes. I thought that was weird, too. Well, how old is Patrick? He's like 27. He's going to be 27. That's a little low for 53, but that's what he came up with. Also, I mean, his, so his dad was 26 when yeah. he was born? Yeah, it's not so... It's <laughs> not that odd. No, I know. It just seemed... But, <laughs> but you... I don't know. You, you kind of look at all that Mahomes has accomplished and... Kind of hear about you hear and see his dad. His dad looks a little older than fifty three. Mm. I think he's lived a <laughs> he lived a full fifty three. Full fifty three. His mom always looked really young. It was always like really, really confusing. It's like okay, mom, mom, or mom, or you know how's it? <clears throat> it's a confusing family. <laughs> there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Peel. There's there's a lot there. No doubt. Including his brother. And Derek Fisher yeah, and is 49. Yeah. And on this day in 2010, JetBlue flight attendant Stephen Slater quits his job in a dramatic style. By sliding down the plane's emergency escape chute while the aircraft is stopped near the terminal gate in New York's John F. Kennedy International Airport, Slater, who had claimed his actions were prompted by a behavior of a rude passenger, 
quickly became a media sensation and national folk hero of the overworked and overstressed worker. No, and that is this day in sports history. I wonder how that worked out for him. He had to pay a $10,000 fine to JetBlue for uh, reimbursement of the shoot. Mm-hmm. And he pled guilty to criminal mischief and a, a, another charge, but didn't do any jail time and had to pay like a $5,000 fine. Apparently he had gotten into it with a rude passenger, mm-hmm. went to the microphone, cussed out the passenger, and then basically said, I've done this for 30 years. I'm done. <clears throat> Grabbed two beers and went out the shoot. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Is that how you're going to end this show? No. Oh, if we had an Cuss everybody out. Cuss Bail. Jeff and I out. Bail. <laughs> Grab two beers and head out the head door? Out. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. I'm just saying, if there was an escape shoot slide to get out of this building at times, yeah, I would probably take it. Or if there were two beers, yeah. he'd probably take that, too. Yeah, if there were two beers, yeah. I definitely I'm would. not going to tell you there aren't two beers in the building, but I will say that there's no escape shoot. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, Mahomes uh, Sr. was 25 when Patrick was born, so, you know, that's... That's pretty normal. That's, yeah. Yeah. It's somewhat normal, yeah. yeah. No, no doubt. No doubt. Um, <clears throat> 6.52. So let me ask you this, just hearing that Cliff Kingsbury is 44, and you think about his career path already, um, you know, been an NFL head coach, been a college head coach, it's not necessarily worked out. I wonder what... And maybe he wonders too. Oh, what is the rest? Of- I mean, dude is loaded. Right. I think it's worked it's probably, out. It's probably okay. Financially, it's worked out, but I'm sure he would have liked both jobs to end a little bit better. Yeah, I mean, yes, definitely. I, I don't disagree with you there, but at the same time, I mean, he's well respected as a great offensive mind, and mm-hmm. people are still paying him lots of money to to be an offensive coach. Right or quarterbacks coach? Yeah, whatever. I mean he's he's an analyst for SC right mm-hmm. now, and so you know hard to say that he's like if he didn't. There's have a lot con- of people in this world that I feel like it, life hasn't worked out for him. I, I I think it's worked out for Cliff Kingsbury. Okay, well here's here was my here was really going to be my question is what does the rest of his life look like in terms of you know you know does he go be an offensive coordinator in the NFL somewhere? Does he go back to college? Does or does he just just because I don't see him as a commentator on television. I don't see him as being one of those guys as an analyst. He's not going to be Tony Romo. No, if they had a, if there was a, you know, channel that they wanted, you know, like a lot, just the plays to go by. And then he kind of, kind of talks about them a little bit, you know, in short sentences. Hey, he'd be perfect for that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he'd be perfect for that. But. Seriously, I mean, I wonder what this. What I wonder what the next deal is for him, and maybe, maybe he's maybe he's content to be in the background and and do do what he can do with SC, and then see where it takes him from there, and go be an, an OC somewhere where he doesn't have you know whether it's at the college level where he doesn't have to recruit or at the NFL level where he can just. You don't think offensive coordinator still is involved in recruiting? I think in college. Well, I think depending on I think I think he is. I think the offense coordinator I think it just kind of depends on the type of on the coach you're working for because I think there's probably some some coaches and I would and I would be really interested in what how this the makeup goes for for Texas Tech like how much involved in the day-to-day recruiting is a guy like Tim DeRuiter versus 
a guy like Zach Kitley. Zach Kitley, I perceive as a guy that's out there a lot, that's recruiting a lot. And Tim DeRuiter, I kind of look at as, hey, here's this guy that was a head coach, you know, defensive coordinator. He's he's going to be involved in it, but not to the same level as a Joey McGuire or some of the other people on the staff because you have such a vibrant head coach who's out there in front. I think if he went back to the NFL, it would be as a quarterback's coach. I think he's more likely to stay at his current position, position kind of behind the scenes, like you mentioned earlier. Analyst where he's at USC. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that would be my guess. Yeah. But I think, I think depending on who the head coach is and how I think your veteran coordinators, while they're involved in recruiting, it's not to the same level as some of those assistants, position coaches, others that are involved in, in that aspect of it. I think it's just kind of it's just kind of different. I'm curious about that though. I think I'll I'll inquire about that and get back to you. Okay. I'm shocked he took the USC job. I am too. Yeah. Yep. I, that, I, am I too. figured he was going to never take another job again the rest of his life. The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Morning Drive. Thank you for being with us today on Lubbock Sports Station Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Uh, we get this. If they go to 60, surely we're in. But if only 40, it's going to be tight fit for us. You know, I think I think 50, you're in. Uh, washed up guy says Tech needs to win big within the next three to four years. Uh, define big. Does big mean winning a Big 12 championship? Does big mean getting to the uh, college football playoff? Because there'll be 12 slots, not this year, but next year for a couple of years, and then and then that all that all that gets redone. Which which. Really, when you kind of look at things, two years from now might be the next kind of big moment um, for getting to that, quote, super conference with just maybe football only or two super conferences, or maybe it's three. Maybe it's three uh, so that you have some level of competition um, because then they'll they'll redo the whole college football playoff thing, and then you wonder if, if it goes swimmingly well with 12, well, they just go, okay, we're going to go to 16 and we're going to start shedding bowl games or incorporating bowl games as part of the college football playoff. And we may get to, and I don't know what the top that you could get to before you really start causing a problem for things, but sure seems like we're, we'll be headed to 16 faster than we would stay at 12. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think there's just, there's just, you've got to, I think the biggest problem with college football compared to basketball or baseball let's just let's just include those two sports the biggest problem that college football has had in my opinion is the way that the season ends it seems to me to end on a down note instead of an up note for enough teams in other words there's just not excitement at the end for very many teams in terms of being able to quote win a national championship because right now you're going to get to mid-November, and you're going to go. Okay, well, there's we got the we got the college football playoff rankings, and we we know who the top eight or the top six are, but there's really not a, a great deal of, of movement um, outside of that. So it kind of feels like the rest of the rest of the remaining seventy or eighty teams that are out there don't really feel like they have a shot. Whereas in basketball or baseball, you get to the end of the season. You got sixty-four teams that at least go. Hey, I'm going to be playing for something here. Yeah, and then sixty-three of them lose. 
Yeah, I understand. They that. Don't, I don't think they all think they legitimately have a shot. No, but I I, I don't disagree with your your point that it, it it it's it's just the same teams over and over again. Yeah, that's boring. Period. Mm-hmm. That's boring. I mean, that's that's what it's all about. I I mean, again, I you go into the NFL season feeling. Uh, or the NBA season feeling somewhat similar in certain regards, okay? But it's not as bad as far as I'm concerned. And um, as college football, as college football is, yeah. yeah. And yeah. so that's they need to put more in the playoff, um, so you have a better chance of an upset or whatever. And there's new storylines and new teams can get in. I mean, it was just boring seeing, you know, basically you got about six schools and those six rotating the spots and the. And the college football playoff, that's just boring. It's the same thing over and over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's boring. Yeah. So that's why I think, you know, after these two years of 12, that you're going to have 16 or more, and you're going to start incorporating, you know, I like the fact that there's going to be home playoff games. I think that's going to be fun, uh, that they'll be on campus. Mm-hmm. You know, some of those. I think that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Um, I hope they don't go past 16. Okay. And football, I hope I hope it stays at sixteen. Okay. If when it gets to sixteen, I hope mm-hmm. it stops there. So if you have sixteen, so sixteen, eight, four, two. So you'd have four. You have to win four games. Yeah. To uh, to win the national championship. Yeah, so I just don't know that 16. I see more than sixteen teams that I would consider a legitimate title contender. Man, you never know with with uh, injuries and a team getting hot. I mean, I. I hear what you're saying, but I think what the, I think what you're going to see. In no year I hear in the what past, you're saying, I, and I agree with what you're saying. It, yeah, I don't. I don't think. In team, no year in the past twenty five years have I thought that the team number nineteen team, was going to beat okay. number, number one. one. Okay, yeah, but I, I do think what you're going to have is this this gap uh, this that takes place between let's say the um, first end of end of Dece- end of November, maybe the first weekend of December, and the the end of December. Whereas it used to be a, a huge gap, you know, in terms of the college football end where you, you felt like, man, it just took forever to get from your last football game to either bowl season or the national championship game. I do think that gap uh, continues to narrow because of um, the college football playoff games that will be played. So it will, it will make the month of December on the field more relevant for college football than what it has been ever. Mm-hmm. By having, by having some yeah. playoff games and things like that, so I think that uh, I think that that would uh, I think that would that'll be uh, a lot more exciting. So anyway, so just uh, just a thought on that. Seven twenty this morning here uh, on the morning drive. You hearing any rumblings out of the tech camp at all? Get your ear to the ground on anything that's going on over there. It seems seems pretty pedestrian so far. Yeah, that's good news. Yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's not the way. I mean, yeah, no, nobody's getting no skirmishes or mm-hmm. you know, no no injuries that are rumored out there or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, that's good news. Seems like it seems like it's going just according to Hoyle so far. I'm I'm curious about uh, when Coach McGuire speaks next, which I think it's tonight. Can you what tonight? He doesn't speak tonight. He doesn't. Huh. Who speaks tonight? Uh, Coach Perry speaks tonight. Okay. So he does not. He, what I was curious about is what, you know, how how's the laughing going as they're walking out the building? 
Okay. I mean, what do you think you're going to get from Coach McGuire? Oh, I'm going to get. I want to. He's going to tell us a story. He's going to tell us about the the best joke so far, or the best prank, or the best laugh. I think he would. I think he would. I think he would reveal that. At least that's uh, Coach McGuire is next scheduled to speak uh, on August the twelfth. Uh, this is after a scrimmage, which is interesting because usually, usually there's not uh, an availability after. Um, after a scrimmage. So it's kind of interesting to me. Okay. That, that he's going to, uh, to be available for that. Now tonight, uh, Coach Perry, among some others, that'll okay. be uh, speaking tonight. Kenny Perry, who is the special teams coach. All right, so we'll see what, what he has to say. Uh, so yeah, I think, it, I, think it's, I think it's been a good quiet so far. I would assume so. Yeah. I mean, well, we're just, but uh, we don't know for certain. We don't know for certain. It yeah. just seems like but, it's... But I would assume that's the case. Usually if something has gone wrong with an injury or something, there information leaks and you start hearing rumors about it. Yeah. Nothing Nothing too... It seems pretty traditional. All right. So uh, this, uh, personally feel like the Puff Fund was established to secure the footing of UT and A&M and their infancy. Those schools, uh, especially UT, are now secure financially. Yes, I think they are. Uh, the original need for the PUF no longer applies. Those funds should be distributed equally to all Division One schools. I think that seems to be low-hanging fruit. I think they're doing some things to um, do a better job of funding the other schools, including Texas Tech. But the PUF fund seems to be just that's a that's a real hot point yeah, for a lot of people. For a lot of people, yeah. yeah it's like well, if we had the PUF fund, we'd yeah. be doing better. And I just don't think that's ever going to change. I think there's too many lawmakers and too many people mm-hmm. in Texas politics that are attached to the Longhorns and the Aggies, and that that's just not going to change. Yeah, I I completely agree there. Um, uh, this uh, JL, if uh, TCU was so attractive, why were they left out of the Big Twelve? Yeah, and they haven't done anything to improve their spot <laughs> since they got to the Big Twelve. <laughs> There's been a struggle the whole time. <clears throat> yeah, right. all sports. TCU is on the struggle bus. That's pretty good sarcasm right there. That, that was some sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good sarcasm right there. Uh, so the Red Raiders will practice uh, this afternoon at 4, and they'll conclude their workout, and then uh, uh, coaches, uh, Coach Perry will be made available, among others, uh, tonight. So we'll, we'll see what he has to say about how things are going. 724 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, no, TCU has. Obviously, recent bias exists. Our point in tech needs to win big. I don't think the big matters as long as the perception, public perception is big. Hmm. I think winning really helps cure a lot of the ills. Yeah, I mean, I think it's about winning. I think it's about um, facilities. I think it's about uh, fan support. I think it's about alumni size and the, you know, the passion that the alumni shows and all that kind of stuff. I, I think that I mean, I mean, part of the reason that like so many of the Pac-12 schools were not uh, attractive to um, these other conferences is is because they, I mean, there's no passion there. Right. Their fan bases are mm-hmm. they don't they don't fill the joints. They they just they, they don't upgrade their facilities. They don't look good. And um, their fan base just isn't passionate about their their programs and their universities, athletic departments. And so, um, yeah, I think winning is a big part of it, but uh, it's definitely a big part of it. But I, I, I think that uh, 
you have to show that the fan base is is bought in and you have to show that facilities wise you're willing to spend the money to stay at the top and continue to put productive and and competitive teams on the field yeah and look ucla's not exactly selling it out with their football program even uh even what they've done on the field uh with some success uh we've seen plenty of disinterest there 725 this morning here on the morning drive jamie's question of the day is next the morning drive podcast from double t 97.3 is presented by cantex roofing and construction time now for jamie's question of the day on lubbock sports station double t 97.3 okay so we did this little exercise earlier when we talked about these super team conferences mm-hmm. and we talked about whether or not we thought the red raiders would be in and how many it would take for the Red Raiders to get in. Okay. Mm-hmm. But one thing that I think we didn't do is look at deep into the SEC and the Big Ten. And you have to ask yourself, well, are all 34 of those teams worthy? Ah. Okay. So if we're reshuffling the deck okay. and we're making these super conferences, oh, I mean, are, is every SEC team guaranteed to be in? Gotcha. Is every Big Ten? Okay. Yeah. So you I want you to yes. take the three, okay, okay, excuse me, the four conferences, and mm-hmm. I want you to give me one school that you think should be booted out of all four. So Big, uh, 12, a- okay. Big 12, ACC, SEC, Big Ten. Who, okay. Give me one school that you think of the four. Okay. In each of the four that you say, no, they don't make it. That's a good question. I like that. Okay. Let's see here. So start off with the ACC. I'm just going to take the low-hanging fruit and say Boston College. All right. Um, Big 12. I would boot Houston. Uh, Big 10. I would boot... I'd boot Indiana, Indiana or Maryland. Uh, but no, no, I boot Rutgers, Rutgers, take Rutgers out. Okay. Okay. And then in the SEC, unless I can find somebody better than Vanderbilt, I'd say, and I'm just going to stick with Vanderbilt. Okay. So Vanderbilt, Rutgers, Houston, and uh, Boston College. I agree with Chuck on three of the four. Yeah, I think I'm I'm with him a bunch as well. Uh, the one I disagree with, and this hurts. You have no idea how much this hurts. You're going to tell me Houston? Uh-huh. Iowa State. This is why I kick out of the big I, ha- I had that thought. That, that that It was between Iowa State and Houston for me on that one. I want to vomit my mouth for keeping Houston in the Big 12. For the record. But that's where I would go with the Big 12. Other than that, I'm right in line with Chuck. Okay. Well, I'm definitely getting rid of Boston College. Um, I just don't feel like uh, they would bring much to the table. I, I'm I'm at Iowa State and not Houston. Okay. In, in the Big 12. Um, and be honest with you, you could talk me into Cincinnati instead of Iowa State. Okay. You really could talk me into okay. that one. So, as a matter of fact, I won't go, I'm going to go with Cincinnati, not Iowa State. Okay. I, I'm not going to disagree with you a whole lot there. Okay. Uh, the Southeastern Conference, I, I just I don't think there's an answer besides Vanderbilt. Yeah. I think all the rest of them, you're like, I want to keep them. I want to keep them. Mm-hmm. Um, and as far as uh, the Big Ten goes, I think I go Illinois. I, I just, 
I don't feel like I, I know where they are. Yeah, I don't think you're going to get rid of Illinois. I, I just don't think they are. They have much of an appeal. It's it's like the Rutgers thing for you, mm-hmm. and, I, and I agree with you, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I don't care how close they are to New York. They don't care. New York doesn't care. Yeah. So you okay? feel the same they way are about not Chicago in, and yeah, Illinois? New York, okay. New York is way more, more of a Syracuse mm-hmm. state than it is a Rutgers, okay? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I know Rutgers ultimately is in New Jersey, right? Okay. I don't, but I'm, I'm just saying that nobody cares about Rutgers. The people in that market, they, they don't, it's, they're not a factor. Yeah. Okay. They're about professional sports. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the Boston college aspect of it. Okay. So Rutgers can be right there um, in the New York City market and nobody cares. Do you, do you think like if they were to say to So them, I think the same thing about Illinois and Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Do you, do you think the folks at, uh, in, in that area would say, if you, if you said, give me a sport, you can only have one that they'd take basketball at Rutgers over football? I have no idea what they would take at Rutgers. Maybe so. I mean, there's a little more history. Maybe so. There's a little more history with, with basketball. Um, I mean, New York is run by the Knicks and the Giants and the Yankees. Yeah. Any college team is so far behind. I gave, so far behind. I gave thought to Indiana. In the Big Ten. Mm-hmm. But I just don't think that's going to happen. Chuck, why are you hating on Houston, potentially big market? I just don't like them. Yeah, I but, just don't, but, but I think, I think it's, it's a, a similar deal to what yeah. we're talking about with Rutgers. Yes, and, and, and with Illinois. I mean, Houston is more it's a pro Texas sports. and Texas A&M and LSU, mm. and, and you're right, the Astros and the Texans mm-hmm. and the Rockets. And the Rockets. Then they are the University of Houston. Yeah. They are so far down the list of teams that matter yes. in that city. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, I completely agree with you, Chuck. Yeah. Yep. There's a reason it's called Cougar High. Yeah. From the people that live in Houston. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm not saying that Houston can't have some success in the Big Twelve Conference. I'm not here to tell you that. I hope they don't. But uh, I hope they s- don't. I hope we've not created another TCU. Yeah, we I, have. I I, I I I I'm not here to say that they can't be successful. I'm just saying I don't think they have the interest that mm-hmm. you know. Oh, it's a big TV market. Well, you know, does SMU own Dallas? No. No. I mean, if that were the case, Sonny Dykes would not have left SMU to go yeah. to TCU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, so sometimes you get into those major markets and, you, and you, once you realize the schools don't matter there. That's why we all love college towns, right? Mm-hmm. I know they may not be as big of a market or whatever, mm-hmm. but Stillwater and Lawrence and Lubbock, they're, they're great. Manhattan. They're mm-hmm. in Manhattan. Yeah, they're college towns and mm-hmm. they're the focus there. Yeah, even Morgantown. Uh, somebody brings up Northwestern in the Big Ten. Mm, that's that's, that's a really good. That's a that's really a good, good thought too. Yeah, they're it's, relevant right now <laughs> for all the wrong reasons. Yeah, especially with what's going on. And I I disagree with this. I think we bring much more to the table than Iowa State does. They say Iowa State they bring as much to the table as we do. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think we. I think Iowa State is only relevant in Ames. Or maybe a little bit of Des Moines. But, you know, I mean, that state is dominated by Iowa. I mean, Iowa football dominates that. They, yeah, they, well, I they mean, couldn't a, you say that there are numerous teams ahead of Texas Tech or at least two teams ahead of Texas Tech that dominate this state? 
Yes, but I'm just saying. So I, I, I just don't know that that argument. The, well, I, I don't. I don't know that. I, the, what I'm arguing with is, I think we bring way more to the table than Iowa State does. I don't think we bring as much to the table. I don't think we're. I don't think Iowa State is equal to Texas Tech. I don't think I do either. Um, but I'm just saying we play second fiddle to others just like yes, Iowa ab- State does with ab- Iowa. Absolutely. It's just it's such a small state population wise and That's it's fair. such a it's such a it's such a small area of what they're really what mm-hmm. they're really covering. I mean That's fair. You, have, you have to remember Ames is a good it's a good thirty to thirty five minutes from Des Moines, which yeah. is the largest city there in, in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. And and Texas Tech has a, a huge fan base and alumni base, not just in Lubbock and West Texas, but also in the Metroplex right. and in Houston. And in Houston. Yeah. 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 So there's more of this large state where you're a bigger factor. Uh, this, y'all are making very good points. My boy plays for Houston, but go Raiders, LOL. <laughs> you got a problem, man. I mean, I realize you got to root for your son, but. Sure you do. You got to root for your son. Uh, this Texas Tech doesn't dominate Texas. I don't. I don't disagree with that. Yeah. I just think that our footprint on this state is is much greater than what the footprint that Iowa State can put on its. I mean, it's a big footprint on its state, but that would state say, is not very big. I would say the fifth place, fifth place school in Texas. Whoever you want to put that number that school on has more influence per per uh, of the number of people mm-hmm. than Iowa State does in Iowa. Yeah, so if you wanted to say Texas and A&M and Baylor and TCU and Texas Tech. Whoever you want to put fifth. Yeah, whoever you want to put fifth. They have more viewers in the state of Texas than Iowa State does in Iowa. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. 740 this morning. Good question. That was a really good question. That was like spontaneous, like relevant, like. Part of a discussion that we'd had. I mean, well, well that's where I usually get them from. Well, I, I usually get them from topics earlier yeah, in the day. Yeah, yeah usually, was, not that was, always. That's really good. Well, thank you, Chuck. Yeah. Well, very kind of you. This is the Morning Drive podcast from Double T ninety seven three, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Good morning, with Jamie Lent and Jeff McGuire. I'm Chuck Hines. Thank you for being with us today. We're just your humble hosts here to. Uh, bring you along help you kind of get your day going kind of start your engine a little bit fire you up a little bit make you laugh i don't really want to make anybody cry no not 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 every day some days some days we may make you cry occasionally cry out like how stupid those guys are we come to you this morning from the first united bank studio look forward to hearing from you on the yates flooring center's chat line or the Visual Edge IT hotline. You've made me cry before when um, you've said some things that had me laughing so hard I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> Surely I'm not the only one that you, probably not. You've done that. Too. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, this from the Ace Flooring Center chat line. I read SMU was willing to go in for free to begin with in the ACC. Wow. Wow. Hmm. They're SMU. They've got all the money they need. Uh, Ponch and John on Indiana between 50th and 34th. Okay, be careful. Be careful. Uh, Commander players told their mommy he was mean to me. You know, <laughs> That's crazy. You know, it is crazy. It is It is it's crazy. too intense. You're He's still, doing, speaking of... It's punch. football! <laughs> of all the sports, right? <laughs> Of all the sports, you expect to get yelled at. That's that's the one, right? 
More so than any other? Don't you want the basketball coach yelling at everybody? Yeah, I think the yeah. basketball coaches, I mean, that's just what they do. That's, that's what they, they do. do yeah. yell. They do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of yelling Pickleball there. coaches, they're pretty hardcore, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've heard. <laughs> really? Have you have you ever played pickleball? <laughs> no. He plays tennis. I know he plays tennis. I'm just curious if he had ever played. This is, there's this like huge initiative on the end of the bench to get you involved and... In uh, in pickleball, it seems much like, like our huge initiative was to get you on Twitter, yeah, which you still haven't done yet. I still have not done that. Feels yet. a little bit now. It's just like I I can't. I've got a reputation to uphold, and mm-hmm. you like, feel like it's beneath you, don't you? No, I didn't say that. That's kind of how it comes off. That's it. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, I, that's okay. If you want to say it's for more for people over the age of 50 than under the age of 50, I think that's fair. If you even want to say it's more for 55-plusers who can't run as well as they used to and but still want to be active, I think that's fair. That's, which are all things I think he's said. I just enjoy the running that comes with tennis. I, mm-hmm. I like to burn the calories, and I, that's that's my version of exercise. Yeah, I don't go to the gym and pump iron a whole bunch like you do with no socks on. So I, I go run around slapping tennis balls in my golf socks. Oh, speaking of which, another <laughs> another morning drive uh, <laughs> listener that I met the other day. Her well, I didn't meet her the other day. I talked to her at, at uh, after the workouts. You know, there's kind of a coffee clatch of folks that gather oh, and they geez. they kind of recap and then I I walk out and we have just a little brief exchange. <laughs> anyway, is that that's where they have the canes. The, the walkers, the walkers, sure, yeah. Walker rack is all set up. Yeah, right. Canes, <laughs> crutches, all those kinds of things. Uh, I still like want to a say, large, there's a huge tub of Geritol right? over yeah, there. Right, right. They're, they're, yeah. yeah, they have the Geritol, just the tub. You know, you can, it's on a, it's a you, you put your you put your um, you put your deal, your cup underneath there. And oh, just, that's you, good. You, you just, it just have right it out. free right there. That's awesome. Awesome. Good. Yeah. I'll have you know. I still adhere to my high school upbringing of no water during my workouts. They're like, did you bring water, sir? No, I don't. We don't get water during workouts. Yeah, that's... that's. I'm still stuck in the 70s it's, on that. I mean, it's not beneficial for your conditioning. You, I mean, you'll be able to work harder. I think... I think you'll be able to work harder if you're a little more uh, hydrated, and you'll get more out of it if you hydrate yourself a little bit. Okay. I, you know, this is how I've been doing it for all my life. Yeah, you and, do you, man. And, and, yeah. and Hey, even, stubborn is a thing. You even, can be stubborn. It's even, all right. I mean, I feel like I get a pretty good performance. Anyway. <laughs> Afraid anyway. of change is okay. Anyway. That's a, that's a thing to do. One of our loyal, fine Morning Drive listeners, daughters, also is kind of a loyal listener, Vivian. She so sometimes has to be encouraged to listen to us as opposed to uh, kids bop. Okay. Okay. Well, so she's got some kids. Yeah. Well, the, no, Vivian is the kid. Vivian is the kid. Yeah, Vivian oh, is okay. the kid. And <clears throat> I had to take my kids to Kids Bop once. And there's times when she would rather listen to Kids Bop, shockingly, than us. Mm. But she's, we're trying to encourage Maybe her. Maybe if you belted out some Hanson or something, she'd be, she'd be down. Some Selena Gomez or. Okay. So you or, went to a kids, is it a concert? Is that what it is? Yeah, I it was over went? at the Civic Center. Okay. Back in the day. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, she she um, does listen to us. Does that make me kids a kids bop. bop alumni? No, no, it's okay. It's, it's all good. <laughs> I mean, heck, I went to Coco Melon earlier this year or yeah. last year. Yeah, you know, I've been to I've been to um, 
you know, Big Bird and Sesame Street and all that kind of stuff. So let me get this straight. You were working out with Vivian, the little no, kid? No, no, no. I was working. Her, her mom oh, was okay. outside. She's part of the coffee clutch, a group. Okay. And she, you know, was just always tells me she'll be listening. I said, well, I'll try to be funny. Yeah. Okay. Try to be funny. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then she said, well, my, my daughter, Vivian, she just... She sometimes doesn't want to listen to you guys. She mm-hmm. wants to listen to kids pop, but we mm-hmm. have to. I have to encourage her that we're going to listen to mm-hmm. this. So we listen to this. Mm-hmm. This mess. So we have a reluctant listener for the morning. Somewhat time. reluctant, yeah. Yeah. Petulant child who will be going back to school here pretty soon. So we don't have to worry about her at eight fifteen anymore because she'll be in school. Well, if she is listening, mm-hmm. I'm sorry. We'll try to be better. We'll be better, right? A try, try. Yeah. yeah. Be better. Uh, let's see here. This our next door neighbors put in a pickleball court in their driveway, and they have a slew of high school kids over there every single night. That's that's I kind of added the every single night kind of disgust, and I, I don't know that that was what they intended. Now I can't promise they are not over there playing drinking games with pickleball, but they are playing it nonetheless. Mm. Uh, this many good tennis players play pickleball here in Lubbock, all ages involved. No doubt. Uh, I don't know what I said, but uh, Bullfighter says, wow, that's Rich Chuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Apparently, and there was a big discussion on the end of the bench yesterday about uh, they had this top 10 list of um, like words that bug people like chief and pal and bud. and. Oh, know. wow. Okay. Oh, man, I would have enjoyed yeah. hearing that yeah. one. Yeah, but How many bo- of them? Boss was not on there. <laughs> Bothered you. <laughs> yeah, boss, boss was, was not on there. Yeah, yeah. So, at any rate, that was. Give us three words that bother you, Chuck. Boss bothers me. Mister Chuck bothers me. Uh, uh, Bud and pal, pal, pal probably bothers me. Uh, Bud, bro, bra, you know all that. Tall bases bother him. Tall bases. (laughs) See, that was funny. Could you say bra again? Bra. Hat backwards, you know. Hat, father's child. Well, yeah. And then bullfighter, of course, has his he has his growing list of atrocities of things that. Um, yeah, protean would be high on my list of protean. Protean is an actual word. That, okay. Yeah, he's not. I'm not. Wrong. I'm not going to Carillon. Chuck, going to Carillon is not the gym. Okay, where's my man Clint? He's always got my back on this. Is that the guy you want having your back? It's Not Clint, Clint Scott. Yeah. Clint the workout. Clint who's in shape. As opposed to Clint Scott. Oh, <laughs> shots fired. Oh, Chuck Hines. Mom You're might not be in like there you refer to the child as being petulant because she'd rather listen to someone else. It's yeah. kids, Mom. Well, I mean, you pe- might have to be in their little Olympic game now. There, uh-huh. now that you opened up your mouth, there, <laughs> Hines. Yeah, I'm not going to be in their Olympics unless it's pool or swimming, yeah. like swimming pool or playing pool. No, they're doing sports. Well, are they swimming? Are they doing a swimming competition? I don't think so. This has been the Morning Drive podcast presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T ninety seven three podcasts at double t ninety seven three dot com.